Happy, happy Monday and happy new month. I can't believe it's April. I hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. I know I did. I took some vacation on Friday, so got to spend time with the family. So I am starting off the week right. And judging by the title of this episode, I'm sure you guys can understand. This one's going to be an interesting one. It's going to be a little bit more personal than some of my other episodes. And it's going to be sort of on the spot. And I do have some topics that I want to address, like communication, perspective, and empathy. But I want to make this an open dialogue. And I want to make this more engaging and less scripted. And with that being said, let's get this episode started. guys exciting episode for you guys today but i do want to revisit my earlier point can you guys believe it's been a quarter of the year already we're in april it's already been three months people are finally starting to get vaccinated and right when it looks like we're getting out of the clear there's these new variants covid uh, cases emerging and so what a time to be honest if you just take a step back and just absorb uh, what we've been through since you know over a year ago since this whole pandemic started i i just want to take a quick moment and just appreciate just all of the opportunities i've had and before graduating slash before starting work and i think you know very very lucky to be here and still have a job as well and so yeah, I uh, hope hope that this situation continues to get better and have a good feeling that the rest of 2021 will be better. So fingers crossed, guys. With that being said, though, this episode really, really came to light because of my work week last week. Uh, although I only had four days of work last week, I uh, had some really great breakthroughs in terms of just communication and perspective and just tying that all in into this whole topic about empathy. And I, I want to tie everything back into a neat little bow. But again, I don't have everything scripted this time. I'm going off of sort of open dialogue and what I'm thinking right now on Sunday as I'm recording this. It's a little bit late later in the afternoon than I'd like. But really started all this was I had a difficult conversation with my manager, uh, emphasis on conversation, because it definitely was a two-way street. And in no way was I complaining or trying to make this a conversation that was about me and my struggles, if you will. Just to recap, I just started a new rotation at VMware. Super, super excited about how it's going. I think I've gotten a lot of great work and a lot of visibility and just a lot of learning in, in this first month. And I am so thankful for it, even though it's been a tough month. And that's sort of what the conversation was centering about. And again, I know that there are people listening that may be working later than me and more than me. So I want to be mindful of that. But for the role and the specific program I'm in, I am working supposedly 40 hours a week. And so that's about your typical eight hours every five days, every week. And so for this past month, I would say almost, yeah, I would say at least a few hours every week and I'm working and I've been working pretty much every other night. And 
that's crazy because usually for these types of programs, you know, you can expect the workload to be fairly distributed and, and the roles to be fair for the level of experience we have and the pay grade which we're at. And so definitely a shocking experience so far and something I've adjusted to well. I wouldn't say I have had any regrets and honestly, <laughs> there's not much else to do right now. I've still been practicing, you know, being safe in this uncertain time as even though people are being vaccinated. And anyways, what I'm just trying to say is I it's a difficult conversation where you have to explain that, hey, I don't think I should necessarily be working this much. But if I am, I'd like to be clear on just setting the expectations going forward and just aligning that, you know, this kind of work level and commitment is definitely above and beyond. And I think it was a really rewarding moment because my manager, she completely agreed and even called out how impressive that it was that so early, you know, into this role, I've taken the opportunity of taking on challenges and taking on deliverables that, you know, again, I'm only here for six months. And I am in a very different situation than other people in my program where I'm at a different company and I have such an opportunity to do work above just an analyst level. And I definitely don't want to back down from that challenge. And so for me, I think it's a really great opportunity to continue growing my career, but also just another way for me to double check, is this the right job slash career for me? If it isn't, I'm not going to be able to sustain these additional hours of working. And I honestly wouldn't want to work more than that 40 hour window, if you will. But I just wanted to make sure that my manager knew the kind of work I was putting in. And she did. And if If I hadn't brought up the topic or really explained the situation, I think there could have been a lot of miscommunication and potentially even just misunderstanding of the role expectations. And again, this is coming from a place that my manager is new as well to managing a FDP or a a rotational analyst at Dell. And so again, I think all in all, I'm just really, really thankful I took that opportunity to sit down and just have a conversation with her. Because at the end of the day, worst thing she can tell me is that maybe she didn't notice and maybe I do need to tone down the level of work I'm putting in and again like all of this said like I feel even more motivated to put in more work because the more work I can put in and the more of this opportunity I take advantage of the only more reward I will get after I finish this rotation and the program and so yeah that's exactly why I wanted to talk about this first topic communication and again I want to highlight my thoughts on what I think is true communication. And the example I just painted, it wasn't some small talk with, hey, how's your day going or what the weather's like or how do you like your role or how are you feeling? And again, like the way you answer those questions really can drive a multitude of different kind of conversations. And if you think about it, those questions like how are you feeling are really an opportunity to really be transparent and even voice a little bit about how you are truly feeling. And I know sometimes it almost feels taboo in the corporate workplace place to actually say how you're feeling. But what I would say to that, if you don't feel like you have that open environment and that comfortability to share that with your manager or any of your team leads, I think that's a red flag. And again, I think this experience I've had recently just shows that truly I, I people at my workplace do see the value that I'm bringing in the work that I'm doing. And my manager respects that and appreciates it. And honestly, that's a great motivator for you to continue driving even more progress in 
in your role and just accomplishing more within your time there. And so I wanted to highlight this because I don't think everyone has that kind of environment or everyone has that kind of opportunity. And I know like there's a multitude of different relationship manager relationships and just wanted to voice that, you know, if you do have that opportunity and you have those chances to really talk more openly and share how you're feeling a little bit more transparently, of course, you don't have to delve into specifics. It still has to be appropriate, but I would definitely recommend taking full advantage and just trying to be as transparent as you can and the most appropriate way with your manager or team lead. And I want to drive this definition home by expanding it beyond just professional because it's extremely valuable, especially in your personal life, to have a high level understanding of what communication means. And I'm sure, I'm really sure a lot of you know how to communicate. But again, you know, hear me out. I just wanted to talk about my perspective and talk about how I feel about that topic. And so that's why you're listening. So again, I am not by any means like qualified maybe to talk because I'm not the best at communicating. But I mean, at a high level, when I think about communication, I'm not talking about like surface level conversations you might have with friends or family. And I think everyone has at some point has had this opportunity where if you haven't, you really should though, these late night quote-unquote deep talks are conversations that are so powerful I feel invigorated and slightly hot and full of adrenaline after having these and especially in college I've had a number of these amazing kind of conversations with a number of different roommates in college but I'll always always be thankful for my roommate Aaron uh, senior year who I roomed with we definitely had a fair share of these uh, maybe every other weekend if he's listening, shout out my man. He's doing really big things and uh, I, I hope only the best for my man. But yeah, those kind of conversations where you're talking about some of the toughest and definitely most sensitive topics, thoughts that you might think about while showering or while you're in bed and really sometimes random almost that really challenge you and are thoughts that maybe you're too afraid to say in public or even put on your social media. Yeah, those are kind of the thoughts that I think are really truly opportunities to communicate and understand one another. And of course, not everyone has a group of friends or family members that you feel comfortable having those kind of conversations and talking about those touchy subjects. But I think everyone should seek out, you know, those kind of opportunities. And I know it's a really sensitive topic about mental health and seeking help and seeking a therapist and having that sort of safe space, if you will. But I definitely have considered it. And maybe it is something I take the initiative on in the future. I think at the moment, I have a really great environment, especially with the friends I have in Austin and the family members that are extremely supportive that may not be there constantly for me, but I know I can always rely on if I ever feel like I'm in one of those zones or spots where I'm feeling down. But maybe for those who don't have that kind of environment or those people, maybe this is a time where you think about figuring out what are those kind of topics or issues that really are on your mind that you want to talk about. Because things aren't great when you keep them in your head. And maybe at the very least, you write them down and you keep a journal or diary, if you will. Like, no shame in that. I don't really have one because I have a lot of different thoughts and I forget a lot of things. But on that note, maybe I should consider something like that. So again, just to get your thoughts going, I think all of this to circle back right now more than ever, I think our generation, when I say our generation, I'm talking about the Gen Z slash millennials. Uh, I just figured out that I'm technically a zillennial 
So just at the crossroads at being a millennial, but also at being a Gen Z. And honestly, I more identify with millennials than anything. But according to the year I was born, I am a Gen Z. So I love this term, zillennials. I think it's very fitting. But going back to the topic, I think a lot of our time now, especially those in their early 20s and especially teenagers now, we're engulfing ourselves in activities that really don't bring out the best in us. And what I mean is when we're hiding behind a monitor or hiding behind a phone and we're on TikToks and YouTube videos, we are absorbing a large amount of information and and videos and it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. And you don't really use your brain when you're doing all of that unless you're watching really educated educational finance like YouTube videos like I am. Again, I'm still probably not really using my brain then. I'm just listening. We're doing a lot of listening and a lot of watching. And this could be a good or a bad thing. But again, I think when we are living in a world right now where we're even more plugged in and connected than ever, because there's literally nothing to do, minus going and playing sports and things that are socially distant, it's harder to feel that kind of like human touch or that kind of feeling you get from really talking to someone in person and talking about these deeper topics are things that you can't share with strangers. I think you just it's a different feeling. And I see on YouTube increasingly a lot of YouTubers being more open and more transparent. And I think a lot of people can say that you are starting to build a deeper connection with the specific YouTuber that you follow and the messaging that they're promoting and their personality. And I think all that to say how valuable communication is, how incredibly important it is to never lose touch of those experiences. And and, and just, I think it's more like a reminder for me to get out of my freaking house and just like go do more and go create those opportunities as I'm getting more comfortable and as like we're getting vaccinated of course but all in all like when we're in such a interconnected technological advanced environment like this i think it can be tough it can be tough and it can be hard to remember that sometimes communication goes beyond just hey how are you and i'm doing well and it can go even deeper and of course on a personal level you want to have those conversations with your genuine friends and you want to create relationships that are more valuable and deep quote unquote than just linkedin connection instagram followers and i'm sure everyone is working on that that's that's like the one thing you sort of learn after graduating you can't keep up with everyone and you can't have these high quality relationships unless you put in the effort and you put in the communication again this is just me going off the top of my head but that's something i am still working on i'm learning about how do you have these deep conversations and communicate especially with people you haven't kept in touch with but you want to like you want to go beyond hey how are you and you want to say like like you want to get beyond that surface level I think it just comes with time and as you build that trust with your more closer friend group and the people that you truly get along with it comes naturally but remember not to underplay that value in your personal and professional setting and i'm looking at my time but i'm recording a lot on just this one topic but it is foundational for building perspective and essentially bridging what we are thinking versus what the reality of the situation is and honestly it really does play a part in every part of 
of our life. And what I mean is, do you think a lot about how you look and the way you present yourself in public or whether you're at work and you think about, oh, did I say the right words or did the meaning come across appropriately? I think a lot of the times as humans and people, we tend to reflect and really self-examine pretty often, if I say so myself. And we tend to scrutinize a lot about ourselves, whether it's our hair, our face, our body. And a lot of this is just how humans really behave we really tend to be very self-centered and be very hard on ourselves. And I don't think it's just recently, even though I will say social media and the internet has definitely accelerated this feeling of comparison and just being hard on oneself by comparison to others. But I think in general, we tend to really focus a lot on ourselves, obviously as human beings. We want to be perfect. We want to try to do things as perfectly as possible and be accomplished and, you know, do things that are beneficial for the world, etc. I think that's just how a lot of humans are motivated. And that's okay. That's great. I think that's where a lot of the great leaders and the great people in the world really blossom from just being highly motivated people. But for the normal, normal people, I think it's hard sometimes to take a step back and not focus as much on yourself and really to understand people. And I know this is a little bit about going into empathy, but at the same time, we have to realize we each carry own perspective we carry our own individual unique experience that no one can truly understand unless they're in our shoes so how do we go and try to bridge that gap and that's where i go into my third point empathy and i know i didn't spend much time in perception but essentially it is like how do you perceive someone based on your experiences and what you know of and you try to put them into a mold or box that makes sense for you I think that's all it is at the end of the day. How our brains are wired is how do we make things easier for us to identify and understand and grasp based on our own past experiences. And I think that's core to problem solving in anything. And it's just how our brains are made. How do you reprogram that? How do you go against sort of your biological genes of like, this is how I've identified things in the past. Therefore, I'm going to apply the same logic and the same, you know, box that I've always put this person not person, but uh, subject in. And so we don't want to put people in a box and we don't want to label people based on generic things that we know of like eye color, hair color, you know, and background education where they grew up. Stuff like that is where, you know, it gets borderline, like very sensitive. And again, I'm not trying to go down that path. What I'm trying to say is that empathy and understanding oneself, they truly are tied. You can't have empathy without understanding yourself, understanding how you perceive things and understanding how others will perceive you. And I think all in all, what I'm trying to say is that this kind of level of EQ, maybe not everyone has that kind of emotional intelligence or even is aware of like that name. Because again, I think a lot of focus in the world has primarily been about IQ. And especially now, I think in business and in leadership, EQ is incredibly important and something that I was reminded of because recently I watched a Jubilee video and they were ranking strangers based on intelligence. And one lady in particular really stressed the need for EQ and how to bring that into the mix of IQ and street smart and other factors to consider for intelligence. And I thought it was really interesting and applied. And so that's why I'm talking about it. 
My main point is through communication with others, you can really understand more about yourself. You can validate your pre-existing feelings or thoughts, or you can be challenged and motivated to change them and adapt them and really grow yourself. And I think that's the beauty of humans and talking to other people and really being challenged. And I think that's where you can learn the most. And you feel really, really great. At least from, from my perspective, it feels good to like learn and it feels good to be challenged because I know I'm definitely not right. A lot of the times I'm definitely wrong, but had no one called me out, I would keep walking down that path of thinking, this is right, this is right, that's wrong. And that's the only thing I would know because that's based on my prior experiences, like I said. And that's the one of the main issues I think in the world and just not trying to get too deep here. But how do we continue to learn and grow from others? And going back to that definition of empathy, it is the ability to understand and share the feelings of others. I can't highlight this enough. It's extremely important in your workplace and in your personal life. And I think that recent video really, really was a good reminder that everyone can can come from different backgrounds. But in terms of intelligence, it's very hard to measure. But I, I would like to believe EQ is one of the factors. And at least for me, like, hey, like if you have a high EQ, I think you're highly flexible in terms of really acknowledging one's feelings and really able to bridge that gap of, hey, this is my experience and this is their experience. I may not know exactly what they're going through, but I do know this is how I would feel if I was in that situation. And I can reflect on a specific situation in the past that was similar and that really challenged me or really was a tough you know, environment for me at the time. Or maybe it's a positive moment where you can embrace and celebrate with that friend or coworker. I think that's something really cool and beautiful is like being able to relate and the success and the happiness that maybe one of your peers or friends or family members are going through. And just to stack on another point, when I was reading the Book of Joy, which I talked about in a previous episode uh, in my self-development episode, I think that's one of the biggest prides and perks about being the Dalai Lama. He literally just wants people to be happy. And when people are happy and people are doing well, he feels that and he connects with that and he grows from that and he sincerely drives joy from that. And I think if everyone was like that, we would have less jealousy and less negative kind of reactive emotions to other people's success. And where would hopefully be less comparison and hopefully less stress and pressure. I think that's something that a lot of college students face. And I think it's obviously unhealthy, but it's counterproductive in my opinion. Because then you're going and comparing yourself and you're bringing all these negative emotions and feelings and you're probably demotivating yourself. I don't know, or maybe you're one of those people that thrive under those kind of competitive environments and, oh, I can do better than this person. But again, it's not healthy. I want to just say that if you can train your brain to react positively and not even react, but sincerely, like you should be happy that your friends are doing extremely well maybe better than you but that's like not that's not the issue there's something more deeply rooted in yourself that is a problem if you can't be happy for others i think again that goes back to eq and it goes back to really understanding yourself like understanding your motivators and understanding your dreams and understanding what irks you and your pet peeves stuff like that i think these kind of conversations you'll find with your your close friends and family members really bring out the most understanding of yourself and others and can potentially bring out the best in you 
because maybe you didn't know that you're incorrectly thinking uh, about this one topic wrong. And if you had not talked about it, you would continue thinking the incorrect thought or doing actions that weren't reflecting the best for you. And all in all, all I'm saying is like, think about yourself. Think about the friends that you have. Think about how many opportunities you have to grow and just learn from your friends. And it's fun. I don't know about you guys, but I do find it very fun to, you know, delve introspectively and to have those kind of deeper conversations with the appropriate people, of course, because you don't get those opportunities a lot. And when you do, I think the kind of feeling and just adrenaline and just euphoric serotonin kind of feeling, if you will, is just irreplaceable to me. And I I do, you know, now I'm talking out loud, I do need to have one of those in the next few weeks. Uh, and I'm glad I'm, I'm getting this all out on the podcast because I think at the same time, that's part of this, this whole project and this whole initiative, if you will, of why I'm doing this. It's not just to shed light on different career paths and to bring in great guest speakers. I love that. I just like reconnecting with people. Um, again, goes back to communication. I'm a big advocate, but it's also just to talk about some of these deep late night thoughts, if you will, and these kind of more sensitive topics and of course, it goes back to what you're comfortable with. And a lot of people may not have that environment. And so I hope by listening, I can encourage you to go seek those kind of people that will be there to listen to you and will be able to challenge you and help you grow. And again, it just goes back to that whole purpose of this podcast. I, I sincerely hope for you that's listening right now that you get something out of this, whether it's something I'm intentionally trying to drive or something that comes from just listening to me talk about random stuff. I hope it motivates you to go after XYZ, whether it's a passion project or something in your current job or a future career goal or something more personal, like reconnecting with someone from high school, like I did recently with Laura and stuff like that, I think really makes me happy if I can, you know, inadvertently motivate you to do something that maybe you otherwise wouldn't. And I think that's what is the whole purpose of this. And that's why this episode is a little different. It's more on the spot, more about what I think about communication, empathy, and perspective. But these are the kind of things I, I think about. And truly, like maybe I don't derive any action items, but I tend to really think a lot about these kind of uh, less talked about subjects because they're fun to me and it's fun to hear what other people think. And I just think if we could have more conversations like this, you know, on a normal day and less about random TikTok dances and uh, less about shallow topics like the weather, which actually I don't have a lot of at work, I think the world would be a better place because we all have deeper feelings and thoughts that sometimes we're scared to talk about or we don't have the opportunity to talk about and they just get boxed in and we forget about them or we just ignore them. And I don't think that's healthy. I think everyone needs an outlet for their voice, their inner voice. And I guess that's sort of what I'm doing. And um, now I'm going on a tangent. But I hope with all that being said, you got something out of this episode. And if not, this is just a reminder, communicate with your family and friends, not just a hi, hello, I'm alive, but a how are you truly doing? Like what has been going on in your life? What has been the most proudest moment you've had? And I don't have to go straight up and ask them stuff like that. But like, I think that's 
sort of the beauty of just conversing and having intellectual conversations, not that normal pleb conversations, not intellectual. Oh man, I feel like I'm just stabbing myself in the foot now, but you know what I mean. I hope you know what I mean. This is definitely a different episode. I hope you guys liked it. It was very spontaneous. It was something that I felt passionate to talk about this week, and I hope it resonated with a few of you guys. If not, please tell me in my DMs on Instagram that this episode wasn't great and I will not do this ever again. But if it was great, then please leave feedback and I might do a poll in the future and just see what topics are interesting to talk about. And yeah, I uh, with that being said, I, I thank everyone for again listening another week. I think this is going to be a great month and I know it's going to be a great month for all of you guys listening because you're listening to me. Just kidding. I'm, I'm just kidding. But thanks so much again. Best regards, Brian. <laughs> <laughs>